let's start this week together on an amazing note. What do you say? Welcome back to the show. It's Jeremiah Wonders, baby. Appreciate you guys listening. I had a good week. Yeah, I played some basketball on Saturday after all the uh, the rain in Los Angeles went away. Felt good to get back out on the court and hoop. It's always fun. I play with a bunch of comedian buddies, so there's a handful of guys that are genuinely like really good, but for the most part, we're all like around the same skill level, so that makes it fun too that we're not getting... <laughs> constantly smeared or like breaking bones and stuff against each other so that's nice that was a lot of fun and oh I also finished Black Mirror with my wife and man that uh that is that's a good show finished the rest of the seasons and uh, I'm very curious where that show goes but man some of the episodes get so so dark that we have to watch an episode of of Curb with Larry David before we go to bed because I'll be, I'll be one of those people who, if I watch a scary movie right before I go to sleep, I'm going to be having some weird, bad dreams. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I had this. I guess I'll share this. I had this I had this dream recently that was pretty funny that I told my boy Patty Reagan about that he thought it was hilarious, where I had this dream that, Joe Rogan started wearing this really bad toupee, like this horrible toupee that was just like this, it was clear that it was a wig, and nobody would say anything to him, (laughs) like nobody would like call him out on it and be like, dude, that's a whack toupee you're wearing, that's a whack wig, and I was was like looking at everybody like, am I crazy, am I the only one who's seen this, and they're like, dude, 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 calm down, it's, it's Joe Rogan, you're you shouldn't say anything. I'm like, I think as a friend to him, I, I should tell him that it doesn't look good. And they're like, no, 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 dude. It's Joe Rogan. Don't do that. They just kept telling me the logic behind it was that everybody in the dream was telling me, hey, man, you don't talk to Joe Rogan like that. <laughs> what a weird dream, but a funny one. I, I want to do that with him as a sketch someday if he'd ever be down. I think that'd be so funny. Also, been rehearsing a lot with my boy Patty Reagan, the full band, Joel Berg, Chroma Chris, Joel Rakowski. We're getting ready for that Reagan Watkins album. Can't wait for you guys to hear that. And we're hopefully going to be shooting a music video or two coming up. So by the time the album comes out, there will be some music videos available and some stuff that we're working on right now. Thank you to Joe's Pizza and LA Speedweed for being our loyal sponsors of the show. Hit up Joe's Pizza on Instagram at Joe's Pizza LA and tell them that Jeremiah Wonders sent you. Yeah. I had one guy who messaged me that said, Hey, I went in there and told them that Jeremiah Wonders sent me. And uh, the employee said, Who's Jeremiah? So, yeah, guys, I'm really making a footprint <laughs> with uh, all the employees at uh, Joe's Pizza. No, I, I just talked to Joe. Joe's the one who hooks me up. So, I need to get to, to know the employees, I guess, a little bit better. So whenever people actually go in and say that Jeremiah Wonder sent them, the employees aren't like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, Gino over Speedweed. Thank you, man, for supporting the show, sponsoring the show. Hooked our, our guest up today, Stephen Kramer Glickman, with some L.A. Speedweed before he left. He uh, was very appreciative of that. 
Hit up at Speedweed on Twitter. It's a marijuana delivery service, baby. Stigay, griggy, green, green, love, blueberry, yum, yum, gush, 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 baloosh, dush. Yes, all the good stush. Yeah. Pizza and weed sponsors. Huh. That's an interesting artistic pairing, if I may say so myself. Also, hit up my buddy at NY underscore Z, Zoltan on Instagram. He has a new uh, page called at the art of getting up and he makes flyers and he does all the art for my show and if you ever need any photoshop work done or anything like that hit up zoltan at the art of getting up super easy to uh to find on instagram let's plug through some dates real quick i want to get into this episode steven kramer glickman was such a such a joy to have as a guest he just got the concept of the show immediately he freaking ran with it he committed to it and we just had a lot of fun. I've known him for years. He's a really good dude. And uh, he's a good friend. And we've worked together a lot over the years in various capacities. And he's just one of those guys that, uh, you know, just like anybody else that I have on the show, I always wish good things to come for them. Speaking of that, I want to address uh, something that has been kind of interesting. I got some, I've been getting really positive feedback on, uh, I challenged you guys uh, a little while ago to do something kind for a stranger and I got a lot of feedback on that that people really liked that idea of you know just doing a kind of a kindness challenge you know so if you uh I'm gonna do that again this week try to do something nice for either somebody maybe maybe it's a friend that you haven't talked to in a while check back in with them or make the effort to do something nice for a stranger and it'll make you feel good Guaranteed. Always makes me feel good. And you can uh, you can send those to me at your boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. I'm waiting on permission to share one story that I got that is incredible, but I want to make sure that the the guy who sent it to me is comfortable with me sharing it before I share it. Uh, here's some dates. April 3rd, the goddamn comedy jam is coming to Las Vegas. Get tickets for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. April 5th through 7th, Kill Tony is in Phoenix. Yeah. Man, that's going to be a lot of fun. The whole band's coming. Me, my boy, Patty Reagan, Joel Berg, Tony Hinchcliffe, Brian Redman. Going to be a blast. April 10th, Stand Up on the Spot is back at the LA Comedy Store. If you haven't seen the show yet, it's my baby. You got to come see it. It's every second Tuesday of the month. It's so much fun. And I'm also bringing that show to Moon Tower in Austin, Texas. And that festival is April 19th through 21st. This is hands down one of my favorite comedy festivals that uh, I get to be a part of. And I've uh, been fortunate enough to uh, be a performer there the last few years. And this year is super cool. Stand Up on the Spot is going to be there. The Goddamn Comedy Jam is going to be there. I'm going to be doing stand-up of my own around the festival. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Also, we're doing uh, Big J. Okerson's uh, What's Your Fucking Deal show. It's great. There's so many great shows that go on there, and it's just this awesome community of comedians all in close quarters, and you get to see so much show for the you know the the badge uh, price for the festival. So definitely check that out if you're in the Austin area. Always love performing in Austin. April 27th through 29th, Wise Guys in Utah. I'm featuring for the Golden Pony. Tony Hinchcliffe, the Golden Goose, and the Golden Pony are coming at you. Get ready. May 10th, I'm headlining the rec room in Huntington Beach, and uh, my buddy Omar Nava, I'm bringing him to feature with me, and also uh, Justin Alexia will be on that show from uh, the building years, if you uh, have listened way back in this feed. And May 11th, 
I'm headlining uh, with The Wave, the San Diego Comedy Palace. So check that out. If you want to support the show, get a shirt over at jeremiahwatkins.tv slash shop. Got all kinds of stuff. Wave shirts, stand-up on the spot shirts, some Kill Tony shirts. Check it out. Some Reagan Watkins stuff. And also email your boy jeremiahwatkins at gmail.com if you're interested in sponsoring this show. Uh, I've got a couple new sponsors coming up soon that we're working out the details right now. And I appreciate, guys, all of your five-star reviews on iTunes and the nice uh, comments and reviews. I just went through some of those reviews, and I think I'll read uh, some of them on a future episodes of the podcast. But I really appreciate it. That helps me a lot with uh, my numbers and awareness of the show and everything. So to recap, let's do another kindness challenge this week. Man, uh, it'll make you feel good. It's uh, I can't explain it. I'm all about karma. Uh, if you've listened to this, this podcast at all, um, uh, you know, I don't want to get like too religious or anything like that or spiritual on the show, too hippie or anything like that. But I do think that if you put positivity out into the universe, you definitely get it back. Time, times two sometimes. So who knows? <laughs> Be positive for a selfish reason if you have to look at it that way. It'll it'll be even better whenever it comes back your way. But I'm excited to drop this episode of Jeremiah Wonders today with none other than Stephen Kramer Glickman. But before I do that, just one second, guys. We're almost there. <laughs> I forgot to do this. <laughs> we have a letter that it came from a from a Roxanne. Uh, I don't know if you know her, but she's been writing into the show, and I wanted to read you the letter that she wrote. Hi, Jeremiah. I've been watching you on Kill Tony for years, from Maine. I ran out of Jeremiah Wonder's podcast and moved on to the building years. I love the podcast you did with your boy, Patty Reagan. Completely changed my perception of him. I play slash played saxophone for years. Maybe that's why I like you so much, besides the obvious hair. I've never met a saxophone player I didn't like. Thank you for all the laughs. I was jumping up and down when you hosted the show and dismissed the guests immediately. It is my favorite moment on Kill Tony. Take care. This is Katie. Thanks for listening, Katie. And uh, I appreciate the the kind words and you uh, messaging into the show. You can also message into the show. And uh, with any guest suggestions, any um, any comments about the show any letters or anything at your boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. Thanks so much for that nice letter. And without further ado, now here is my friend, Stephen Kramer Glickman. Stephen Kramer Glickman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bringing the heat. Bringing the heat in the apartment. Oh, yeah. Mm. How are you, beautiful? Oh, I'm great, beautiful. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm great. It is a it's an honor to be here. Oh man. Whenever I was thinking of guests for the show, I was like, you know who's gonna be a great guest? Mm. Stephen Kramer Glickman. Then you know what? I get that. You get you get, get that, that a lot? I get it, brother. I get it. You know, though, when you asked me to do your to do this podcast, I said, Oh hell yes. Yeah. There was no doubt in my mind that I would be here. Mm-hmm. I love you, man. You're great comedy. You're very fun. You are enjoyable and a delight. 
Well, that's all the time we have today on the show, guys. Thanks so much. Uh, follow Stephen Kramer Glickman. Absolutely. <laughs> just follow uh, me what, around. What, what if it was a podcast where uh, somebody has you on and they just like pimp you into complimenting them, and then they're like, "That's all the time we <laughs> yeah, have." That would be that's 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 most shows. That's a I lot think. of podcasts. That's a lot of podcasts. Like, remember that time I did that thing for you, and you're like, "Yeah, uh, you're like, why are we yeah, doing this? Okay, what's happening right now?" Sure. Um. You want to hear a weird thing that happened to me today? I would love to. All right. I posted about it on Facebook, but mm-hmm. I'll read it to you. I really like your uh, your your story posts on Facebook, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Are they good? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that I enjoyed them if, I, if they weren't good. <laughs> I enjoy I, bad stories on Facebook. I try my hardest. Uh, this, is, this, is, this was sent to me today. I don't know who this person is, but I will tell you their name. It's Ruth Friedman Patterson. Okay. I don't know this woman. She sent me a message to my fan page because mm-hmm. I'm fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is I don't know this woman though. <clears throat> this is how it starts. Without sounding like a stalker, you look so much like my ex-husband and my son. It's a little disturbing. You and Harry literally could pass as brothers. I know you grew up in California. Were your parents always together? My ex-husband has joked many times about his California life and the possibility of a child out there. Please know I'm not looking for anything. Just curious. This is real. This is 100% real. Oh this, my was, this was sent to me this morning. Uh, and then I wrote back, my parents got divorced when I was 14. That's so weird. How did you find my picture? She said, I Googled my ex-husband and your picture came up. It's almost scary. Uh, I'm not sure, but he, if you could, if you can see it, but here's a picture of my son. And then you just sent me a picture of like a fat guy with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... Okay, can you send me a picture of your ex-husband so I know if it's my my shitty father who, who I already know is a piece of shit? Like, it could be possibly him. And she sent me a picture of, like, another fat Just bearded fat guy. guy beard. I was like, not all fat bearded guys are related, lady. Dude, like, what the fuck? I get constantly approached by people that say that I look like their roommate in college. Yeah. Or, like, a friend of theirs from back in the day. It's never a bad thing. Like, you remind me of this this douchebag that i used to know it's always like a, a positive like i i love that guy who's like i haven't talked to him forever but like you have a friend that looks you look exactly like my friend and then they yeah. show me the picture it's always the goofiest looking white guy <laughs> with just like just like a schnoz and just moppy hair like it doesn't even have to be blonde hair it's like just scraggly gross like meth heads that they're showing me pictures of yeah. like, he was the nicest guy he was so cool he was so cool maybe man. we can be friends <laughs> right. and you're like no thank you <laughs> this is a it's horrible a, start <laughs> this is a horrible way to start this yeah that never ends well like, have I mean, you ever gotten one person that 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 somebody's shown you a picture of that you're like, oh, I I guess I can kind of see that. Um, it's so rare. It's for me. very very it's rare. So rare. It's yeah. always just like this doofus looking guy. My name is Mark. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people tell me I look like Jeremiah. <laughs> you know, and you're like, no, that is not. No, dude. Uh, many many years ago at the Kids Choice Awards, I uh, I I started walking down the carpet and someone goes, "It's Will Sasso." Someone just yelled that out. Oh man. And every single photo from that year, we're talking like 25 photographers, all marked me down as Will Sasso. Oh, no. And if you go, if you Google 
Will Sasso Kids Choice Awards right now, my picture will pop up first. 100%. Still to this day. If you do it, it'll pop up. It'll be the first thing that shows up. Hey, man, you're putting yourself out there. <sighs> yeah, me and me and Sasso. I, every once in a while, though, like, I'll see there's someone every once in a while that like I'll see and be like, oh, I kind of yeah. could be like a... We could be related. I get. You know, I but. get the one that I get. Uh, that I guess is the closest. If I put on sunglasses or whatever, people will say you look like David Guetta, and I'm yes. like, I'm like, okay, sure. I can kind of see that. If, yeah. if I have sunglasses on or whatever, and uh, I'm wearing certain, tr- if I'm wearing a trendy kind of jacket or something, right? And I'm like, all right, yeah. When I was a young kid, I had spiky hair. I had like real spiky, spiky hair. And everyone said I looked like uh, the lead singer of Smash Mouth. Oh my God. And they used to call me Smash Mouth. They'd yell Smash they Mouth. They'd yell at me. Smash Mouth. Yeah. Yeah. But they're assholes. I think we're getting a, uh, a phone call right now, actually. Oh, yeah. Hello? Is, is this the lead singer from Smash Mouth? Oh, wow. Oh, my God. It's uh, great to finally get to meet you. Dude, people tell me we look like a lot of like all the time. Wow, really? Yeah, all the time. (laughs) All the time? Yeah, man. You know, somebody once told me uh, the world was going to roll me and that I wasn't the sharpest tool in the show. Dude, somebody once told me, oh, that glitter is gold. <laughs> wow, it's, well, you know, it's an honor to meet you. What have you been up to lately? Oh, you know, my, my career's taken off like a shooting star. <laughs> wow, that's, that's incredible, man. Good for you. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah, right. man. Dude, I heard that the, uh, the Los Angeles, uh, <laughs> like, weather has been a little bit colder lately. Yeah. It's uh, a cool place, and they say it gets colder. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm hanging up. Okay. Uh, we just lost him. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Wow. Yeah. That was Dude, I so... think that he was kind of shoving down his one-hit wonder into the conversation. It was kind of amazing. Yeah. That was amazing, I was man. surprised how many lyrics he pulled off in that short amount of time. The fact that he was able to pull so many lyrics from so many different songs <laughs> yeah, right? at once was very impressive. Good oh no, I think he's calling back in. Oh no. Then a side of face. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I'm a believer. I, hey man, I heard you were in Shrek, dude. Oh, uh, well, yeah, but no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> we lost him again. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's the fucking weirdest thing that i've seen happen in a long time i dude i don't know man, man you uh you emit a very specific energy that's drawing these mm. people to call in they're the gonna show. Call, people are gonna keep calling you never I think know. so yeah dude, we should talk about how you were like involved in the mm. shrek process sure because it's sure. I, th- I find it very interesting it's pretty weird it's very weird it's very weird yeah um yeah i mean you know uh i was working at the comedy store mm-hmm. uh eric marino uh our dear friend eric marino yeah. you know eric uh came and uh came and uh bothered me in the office one day and was like because i was the phone operator at the comedy store and he came by and was like hey man you should there's a, they're auditioning for a Shrek musical. You should go audition for it. <laughs> Were you right away like screw you? I said man. I said, uh, you should go fuck yourself. That's what I said. Back to him. I was like, I'm not auditioning for that. Like I'm you know, and he was like, No man, you should do it. Like, you'd be great. And I blew him off completely. And then uh about three months later, he came back and was like, They're doing it again. You have to go and audition. And I and I kept saying 
no. And then I told my family that time, and everyone was like, you have to go, you have to go. And so then I went to the open call. Is that a good it. feeling or a, a well, frustrating it, feeling whenever your family is like, you know what? We've been talking to Eric and yeah, we, we, we really think, think that's a good that idea. You look like that's what you should be doing with your life. That's what that, that yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah. When I walked into that audition, there were a hundred fat guys just sitting in that room, just the, like the ugliest here? fucking people you've ever seen. <laughs> and just the word, it just smelled so bad in that audition it just room. It smelled like fat dudes. It just smelled like fat dudes in that room. Just like no one had taken a shower. Like they just, you know, everyone had beards. You know, it was just embarrassing. It was like an embarrassing room to be in. And, uh, and then, uh, yeah, and that was super weird. And then it was like 32 callbacks for that. 32? 32 callbacks. It was like every other day for like a few months, like two months. That you would go like in? That. I'd go in, yeah, what? every other day. Now, at that point, do they have to start paying you a little bit for no. that many? No? no, if I was in the union, they would have had to, but I was not in the in the union. And this so. would, and this is for, to clarify for the listeners. For the, this is for a, the Broadway musical The Broadway Shrek. musical Shrek. Okay. Yeah, which had not, come out, had, had not come out, and it was DreamWorks, it was their first time doing a Broadway musical, Yeah, and it was super weird, man, and especially because, like, I'm trying to run lines, you know, at the comedy store, and so I would go up to, like, Bobby Lee and be like, can we run lines together? Yeah. And he would he would do the donkey and I would play Shrek oh, and we would sit in the main room and like fun. run lines. And I ran lines with uh, a ton of people. Ian Edwards helped me run lines and all sorts of super funny people from the club were like, you know, helping out, you yeah. know, helping me kind of getting you get, ready, get dude. me ready. Yeah. And, um, and like, you know, you gets helps you get your comedy timing together and shit. And we were basically at the time, the script, the scenes we were doing were just scenes from the movie. They were just, the same scenes, yeah. So, because uh, the script wasn't hadn't been developed that far yet, so uh, yeah, man, it was super weird. And then, and then it, the pressure started kicking in because then I'd come in to callbacks, and callbacks would be like Jeffrey Katzenberg and David Geffen, and like wow, uh, Sam Mendes. Now you've auditioned for like for a lot of TV shows and movies and stuff like that. Is there a different kind of pressure whenever? you walk into that room because it's uh, maybe a slightly less in the wheelhouse because, you know, less reps on the stage, like as far as theater goes. Is uh, it a different kind of pressure, do you feel? You mean like more, like is there more pressure to audition for TV or movies or theater? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah, like did you feel like it was like, oh, this is like, like you went in like where you shook it all, like this is like for a Broadway musical. Like I don't. Oh yeah, no, no. It's like the most, the like the craziest it's ever been as an actor auditioning for like a movie or TV show is like Ivan Reitman was in. Oh man, was in the room one time. Harold Ramis was in the room one time, uh, and uh, Adam, uh, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, the guy who created. Step Brothers with Will Ferrell. Um, McKay? Adam McKay? Adam McKay. Adam oh, McKay. wow. For Step Brothers. I was in like for like three or four times for Step Brothers. <sighs> and like that's about, and he's amazing, Adam McKay. And it was like people like that, that's like, that's like a lot of pressure, you know, to have those people in the room. But for Broadway, once you start getting like closer to the bigger, the end, well, for DreamWorks, because it was like DreamWorks, 
everyone was there and it was fucking terrifying. Like by the end you had a room full of people. Like there would be like nine or 10 people in my callback watching me. And every single person in the room is like, they've all made everything, you know? And you're like, Oh God, how are you supposed to? And then you're supposed to sing and perform in front of them. And that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. I, I mean, I like that kind of pressure. Like that's like my kind of, that's my kind of thing. That's my kind of cooker is to get into a, a room where you're, yeah, you know, where it's like, I have to perform right now. Let's do this. Um, I'm going to elevate, you know, I'm going to step yeah. up to the plate, you know, it's, yeah, go, yeah, it's yeah. game time. I've, and I've always been, uh, thankfully somebody that doesn't, uh, choke when I get, uh, when I get like a big opportunity or I have yeah. to be in front of really, really big people. Like I thankfully have not been someone you're who's, able to keep your cool. Yeah. 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 Where my adrenaline kicks in mm-hmm. and actually really crazy enough. Uh, the last Shrek audition that I went to was, uh, me and two other guys. There were three of us up for it. And one of them was a Tony winner. One of them was a Tony-nominated guy, and then there was me, who was a doorman at the comedy store, right? <laughs> Literally coming from the comedy store every day to like go whenever they needed me for these callbacks. And I'm like sitting there between these two guys, and the, they have a camera guy, and the camera guy's interviewing the three of us about like our auditions and stuff. And he goes, so, to the, to the Tony winner guy, he goes, how do you feel about uh, your chances when it comes to something like this? And then the guy goes, uh, well, you know, I feel like... Uh uh, I feel like I have a really good shot, you know, because I, you know, I just won the Tony like two years ago and this is, you know, right in my wheelhouse. It's like something I, you know, I feel like I'm really, this is a really strong, you know, thing for me and it'd be a good move, whatever. And, uh, you know, I'm not just brand new. Like I, I have some experience and this <laughs> and that. He's like saying all the things that you're like, listening to you're like, wait a second, this, is that me? Yeah, exactly. He's talking about me. <laughs> yeah. Then he goes to the other guy and Tom Tony nominated guy. And he's like, you know what, as a Tony nominated actor, like, you know, I've, I've accomplished a lot in my career, but you know, this is something that means so much to me. And I feel like this would be the next perfect step for me. And, you know, I really relate to it. And, you know, like I'm, I mean, I'm very, very well trained. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, <laughs> whatever, like, whatever. I don't even know if I want it that bad. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then they get to me and they go, uh, Stephen, uh, how do you feel about your competition? And I said, oh, for them to be my competition, they'd have to be good. <laughs> what? I said that. You went for On it? camera. Yeah. Of, of, of The video of me saying, the video of me, the video of me saying that went to Jeffrey Katzenberg and Sam Mendes, who did American Beauty and um, and all these ama- amazing people, had to watch me shit on these two guys, and then they cast me the next day and Dude, like gave, gave me the part. That's so but funny. It was, but it's so- such a funny response yeah. though, because it's so ridiculous. Like they're talking and they're naming all their credits and yeah. stuff, and they're aware that you I'm like are right a door guy at the them. comedy store. They, yeah, they but know. I'm, like, I'm a comedian, and I I slammed them a couple times, mm-hmm. like where like I was a little mean, and maybe it was from like watching Jeff Ross all the time at the club and. Sure. Watching all these other guys who are mean, you know, you get mean, you know, you, and like you definitely being around the comedy store, you definitely get thicker skin over the years of performing there. Totally, hundred percent. Did you feel like you were a softer person before you before you started performing Dude, there? A thousand percent. Isn't that so funny? It's, That's like the I mean, thing. I like had a meltdown literally last week where I like kicked two people out of the original room that were just being douchebags, and I've never done that before. Wow! I like was like, get them out of here! Holy shit! Get them out! <laughs> While you were on stage? Oh yeah. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
Oh my god, that's it was amazing. Insane. It was insane. That's incredible. And the staff thought it was a bit for the first 30 seconds that I was doing it because, you know, I do a lot of weird characters and out there like performance stuff on stage. Yeah. But then I was like, no, them get those two out of here. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, it was intense. Oh, we're getting a call right now. Oh, are we? Uh, yeah. Hello? Um, oh, and. I think. Hang on. I'll we'll, I'll take it. Hang on. Let's take. Yeah, it. You look at the caller ID. Uh, oh, it's Tracy Morgan. Oh, what? Tracy. He uh, was at the. Was he on that show with you the other night? I know he's been at the store. He, he was on the lineup. Okay. Well. Well. Uh, uh, let's, hello, let's... Uh, Tracy. Is this you? Yo, what's up, son? How you been? <laughs> uh, dude, I've been I've been great. Uh, dude, I saw you the other night, man. You melted down. You took you took those clowns to town, baby. I, I had a little bit of a meltdown, Tracy. Uh, I was hoping that no comics as great as yourselves were there to witness nah, that. Nah, man, I saw that, dude. You know, you know what you should have done? If I was you, I would have gotten off the stage, I would have gotten in a cab, got home, and got my wife pregnant. That's what I would have done if I was you. Instead, I just see you hanging out, drinking with your friends. So wait, you're saying that I shouldn't have gotten mad, that I should have taken out my frustration Check on out my wife. frustration on that pussy. And impregnated. Impregnate your wife. Okay. Be a man. Is that what it, that's what being a man is all about, impregnating wives and, and women? You gotta impregnate your wife. Okay, wow. that It's amazing. Uh, that's a, amazingly good advice. Did I we just lose Tracy or is he still there? No, I think he's still... Tracy, are you still there? Yeah, what's up? What's up, Glick? How you been? <laughs> oh, Wait, man, you, you guys are boys? You guys know each other? Oh, yeah, no, no. Me and Tracy know each other a little bit. We uh, we did one show together. Yeah, this dude crazy. This, this motherfucker crazy as a, as a, as a sizzle straw. Wait, wow. wait, what's a sizzle straw? Oh, you never had a sizzle straw? <laughs> no, no, it's no. like one of those, uh, it's like a straw that has like a loop in it. You ever? Oh, like a silly straw? I like straw? the sizzle straw. Yeah, no, he he's a big uh, wait, sizzle. Wait, he calls them sizzle? So I think he it's silly look, straws. Don't, listen, don't, 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 say don't correct. Don't correct. Don't, he doesn't like to be corrected? Don't correct me, Jeremiah. I'm just, glad, pussy. I'm just glad you know my name, Tracy. You know, All right. that's an accomplishment in itself. All right, Tracy, I'll see you later for racquetball. Okay, bring that, bring your balls. Okay, so hold – there. you just have this relationship with Tracy that I don't even know. You play racquetball with him? We play racquetball every other Thursday. Really? And um, I have to let him win because if I don't, he'll he'll beat my ass. Well, it, it sounds like sometimes he has a little bit of an ego. Like, I don't mm. want to you know, put that out there, but it, uh, he kept just telling me – he just yell, kept yelling at me to impregnate my wife. <laughs> Well, that's I mean, the only thing to make me a man. That's what he's. That's what he. What in his mind, that is what's in, most important. You yeah, know? getting uh, getting the getting the ladies pregnant. You know, that's what he does. Oh, I mean, he, yeah, he impregnates. I'm well aware. He's an impregnator. So you got cast in this musical, <laughs> right? And what happened right after that? Oh, so um, just to, just wrap up the story. Oh, sure. So they they move me. Uh, uh, immediately, I get <laughs> immediately I get signed. Uh, same day, I get signed by Barry Katz, uh, the the manager. You know the manager. Barry I think Katz. we're getting a phone call right now. Actually. Oh, what? Is this Steven? Oh my God! Oh wow! Hey Barry, how's it going? I just want you to know that I've been watching your career blossom over the years. And I have to say, I wish we still worked together. Oh, wow. Barry, that's a very nice, 
Very nice thing for you to say. You're you're a great guy, and I really appreciate I you. I knew you were going to skyrocket into the atmosphere. <laughs> that's well, you know what? You know, you've always been such a sweet guy, and that's a real uh, that's a real nice thing to I to say. I knew that destruction would be in your path, whatever audition room that you stepped into. Wow. Well, that's a such a nice compliment, uh, you know. And you're such a great guy. I wish we got to, got to work together uh, longer than we did. So I wanted to call you still about those ten percent royalty checks from Shrek. I still need some of those checks. All right. I think uh, I think we're losing service. Uh, I can't. I, wait, hit, I, need I can't. Uh, of your. Uh, Wow, man! Look can at you that. believe? I, I mean, I, I hope he's he, doing okay. I hope so he's too. He's asking for your Shrek residuals. It, I, God, that's so scary, isn't it? Wow! Ooh, you have uh, a lot of people that listen to this show. Yeah. Well, you know, he uh, he he's uh, if you don't know who Barry Katz is, you know, top manager. Great guy. Great guy. Great guy. In the game. Yeah, no, it was a very awkward, bad situation actually, because uh, I I got signed by him, mm-hmm. uh, and then. Uh, Jeff Garland called me two days after I signed with him and went, you're not signing with him. You're signing with me. And he got me signed at three arts. And then I signed it. I, 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 I was with Barry Katz for maybe two and a half days. <laughs> That's weird that he would call about residuals from Shrek this that long ago. Weird. Whenever you're only with him for two ago. days. Yeah. Hmm. But then, uh, you know, I got, I got a good manager, you mm-hmm. know, started working and get, went out to New York and it was uh, it was great. And then I did. Uh, I lived there for almost two years. Worked on the show, and I moved from a shitty, tiny apartment where I lived in. I lived in Encino at the time with a fundamentalist Christian who would come into my room and steal my porn. Yeah. Hard copies. Hard hard copies. I had DVDs, and he was stealing my DVDs. <laughs> oh yes. And then uh, the other roommate was a meth addict, and so he would steal. We had those two guys that would like one would steal my food, the other one would steal my porn, and I and the like it, the place was such a fucking gross. This place sounds to like live a in. weird sitcom. Yeah, that yeah. needs to be explored. <laughs> one's a meth head, one's a fundamentalist Christian. <laughs> it's Clickman. <laughs> so, uh, so then I they moved me. DreamWorks moved me from there. From that shitty apartment. Yeah, DreamWorks is like, uh, we are investing a lot of money in you right now, and like, we can't have this be a liability. You need to live somewhere that doesn't have black mold in the bathroom. Yeah. So they moved me to 58th and 5th Avenue overlooking Central Park with Aww. a doorman. And it was like the nicest place I've ever lived in my entire life, and I lived there for two years. And uh, and I uh, there was window washers who saw my balls on like a regular. The time, like, yeah, they'd come. They'd they'd come down the side of the building and they'd yeah. look in and see me, and I'd wave and I'd be you know half naked and sure. be apologizing. It'd be the lower half would be naked and I, top. I always wear a t shirt. You know, I don't want to offend, but it was weird. It was like a very weird uh, big switch. You know, I think we're getting a a, a phone call right now. Hello, uh, caller, who's this? One of the uh, window washers. Oh, oh my God! They used to uh, look over Scrimmage uh, uh, Kramer Greggins at the, the the place on the New York near Central Park. Oh wow! Oh hey man! Hey. Hey, is your uh is your uh father around? Is is he around? Ah uh, yeah, let me get Papa on the line. 
Hello? He see. Hello, how are you? Oh, I'm good, man. How, how have you been? Oh, this is uh, uh, Jeremiah. This is uh, uh, his his dad. His dad would come around a lot. And, says, uh, the caller ID says uh, Jorge Rodriguez. Is that correct? That is correct. Oh, yes, that is correct. It's true. He pays the phone bill. We will come. We will come around. We'll be washing the windows. I come down. <laughs> have, have to be. We'll be coming down the building. And what do I see? But Mr. Glickman's testicles. Two pelos. The terrible. Oh, it's too much for us. It's, it's, like, it's like two Stephen Kramer Glickman heads, but like below a penis with like beards on them. That is them. exactly what it looked like. Oh, yeah. No, th- these are definitely the guys. I'm, I'm really sorry that you guys had to witness that. It was a sad day for our family. Muy when, triste. Yeah, when Mario, he saw, he fell off. And he almost died. The first time I saw his bows, it was like I was tripping on LSD. Oh, my God. Because I felt like I was on another planet. Oh, God. Because I had never seen such beauty. Wow. That See, Jeremiah, what a compliment, right? What a compliment just, wow. to get. Unprovoked. These guys are calling in just talking they're, about how beautiful your balls are. They're beautiful. And they are beautiful. Mm-hmm. They shine really? bright like a diamond. <laughs> They sure that wasn't the reflection in the window? It might have been. It's okay. possible. It's a possibility. <laughs> Did we? Oh, I guess we lost them. I don't know. Oh, man. Oh, man. Good guys. Good guys. So, you, man, you were working as, as a door guy at the comedy store before that. What a whirlwind to instantly, you know, you're working like a, a near minimum wage job. Uh-huh. And to be transported where you're getting paid to work in a different state. I didn't have a bank account. That's how that's how my life was. Like I was getting checks yeah. from DreamWorks and uh I was not cashing them. I would just I wouldn't I didn't have a bank. Yeah. So I would just take the checks and put them in an envelope and hide the envelope in my closet because I knew that I could cash the checks after the show ended and then I would have all the money to support myself because they were paying for all my stuff. Right. And they were giving me, um, what's it called? Stipend? Per diem. Oh, per diem. And per diem was like 500 bucks a week or something oh, like this. Oh, man. Isn't so, per diem the best? Oh, my God. So I just had like, a, I had these envelopes full of cash and I would just stack the cash in my in my closet. <laughs> in this. So you were living like the method that you used to yeah, live with. That's 100%. That's, because I that's was like, how you got your savings. Yeah. Instructions. Like, yeah, literally. Literally. I had no idea what I was doing. And my, I remember uh, David Pierce, my attorney, who handled my contract for it. And he's great, my, great guy. Yeah, he's my lawyer too. Great attorney. He he turned to me and was like, you got to get a bank account. And I was like, I'm afraid to get a bank account because I owed some bank a thousand dollars like that. I had closed down an account with like Bank of America back in like, I don't know, like and he's like 1996. Yeah. And he was like, what are you talking about? Just open a fucking account. <laughs> they can't take your money. And I was just so worried about it. But yeah, I mean, he's... Well, whenever you don't have much, whenever you're a struggling comic, you know, everything's kind of heightened whenever it comes to money and stuff like that. You're like, no, no, I don't want this to go away. You're like kind of freaking out. It is. It is a very scary thing when you're, when you're, uh, when, like, when it comes to money too, like, you know, uh, up to that point, I'd always only had 
enough money to pay for whatever I had yeah. at the time. And, oh, yeah. you know, at the end of the month when it came time to pay the rent, it was like sometimes I was borrowing money from friends or um, Matt Walker, my my buddy that I do nighttime show with. Yeah. He still gives me shit about that he, I, he had to pay my car insurance one month. <laughs> like two, one month but right before I got um, the Nickelodeon show, he paid my car insurance because I, I didn't have any money to pay my insurance that's very like, cool it's a tricky it's a tricky business you yeah. know it's hard <laughs> especially if you're a creative person like you or me where you're trying to make stuff you know and you're like trying you're trying to make things and you're broke yeah like, create ooh. while supporting yourself yeah <sighs> it gets yeah. dicey sometimes it gets dicey so we'll, sure. we'll talk about uh the nickelodeon show in a second but i want to talk to you about your current project that you're that you've been working on uh that i've had the pleasure to be a guest on is the nighttime show many times dude you've been there since you've been there since the origin yeah you're you're part of the origin story of that whole thing and it's very weird that it has gone on as as long as it has and that has continued to be more and more successful how many years has it been now it's two and a half we're two and a half years we just do this so hard to do that in la like to have an ongoing show that's also not just you keep it going, but yeah. consistently packs it out and having great lineups too. You know what I mean? Well, like this past Saturday, we were sold out in the rain. That's so hard to do in LA. In that LA? So hard, I dude. was like, that's fucking was, nuts. Yeah, because they're, dude, people, they see clouds and they're like, uh, I think I'm going to not go out tonight. Yeah, 100%. They're so afraid. People bounce all the time when yeah. it's raining. Comics will drop when it's raining. Yeah. But no one dropped. Everyone showed up on time. We had Sarah Tiana. We had Mike Lawrence, Joe DeRosa, Billy Gardell, Brent Weinbach, and Zainab Johnson. Oh, that's awesome. It's a crazy lineup. Yeah. Everyone fucking destroyed. Uh, we had a, 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 and uh, Mike Glazer, who um, is He's one of our writers on the show. Writer, yeah. Great joke writer. Yeah. He writes a lot of our monologue jokes. Him and Bob Oshak write the monologue. So mostly. for the, the listeners who don't uh, know, uh, uh, Stephen runs a show where it's uh, kind of like a late night talk show where you know yeah. he does a, a monologue up front and then uh, after the, the guests do stand up, he invites them over to the couch. Yeah, they play sit games on the couch. Together. We play games. We do weird stuff with them. Yeah. Like with Billy Gardell, we, uh, we had an omelet bar. So we had like a full chef on stage making omelets during, See, and then I tried to ask Billy questions about his career using the word egg as much as possible, which was a stupid thing to do, but also a very but fun it, thing. But to I'm do. sure it worked pretty well. It was great. Like, and he played into it and yeah. he made egg jokes too. And it was just, we, we just got, it was like, it was like we were on drugs going, we need to like, it was, I, Force you get this, this joke in. you get your brain gets caught up. And I'm sure you do this too, where your brain gets caught up in an idea where you you go, I think it would be really funny for Mike Glazer, who just graduated culinary school, to wear a white a white coat and a giant white chef hat and have an entire omelet station on stage where he's making omelets on stage. Like when we had um, J- J- Johnny Pemberton on the show. You know Johnny Pemberton? Yeah, of course. Very funny guy. Does not like being interviewed. Hates it. Hates it. Hates talking about his career. So we have him on the show. And uh, first time I tried to ask him questions about his career and he just kept yelling, uh, Hollywood, like, like, like didn't want to ask and answer anything. And I, I was like, okay, 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 okay. We got to do, we got to get good questions. We got to ask him good stuff. So I said, how about this? How about we just, 
I ask you questions about the TV show Superstore and your new show Son of Zorn and what it's like to do these. But while I'm asking you, I'll make waffles on stage. And I had a waffle maker and waffle batter on my desk, and I made waffles and then threw the waffles at people in the audience. I bet people were going crazy people for that. People fucking loved it, and he played along and answered real answers to real questions. Because he was and busy it, thinking of other stuff, so he didn't exactly. have to worry about thinking of himself. That's exactly great, dude. Genius. Like, we have a lot of fun... And it's, you know, it's like a late night talk show that we get to screw around with people. I like that you are, you host it like a late night talk show host, but you are not afraid to go out there and be like alternative and different, which they can't, they just can't do on television. Sure. So it's such a fun show to not only be on, but like to watch. It's super fun. Well, you're a great guy. Thank you for saying no, that. No, no, definitely. I, I Like whenever I first saw you doing the monologue jokes and the, just the, if a joke didn't land or whatever, just the way you just, everything, just the way you react and everything. It's, it's fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. If the joke doesn't go well, I get angry. Yell at the writers or whatever. I yell at the writers. Well, well, you know what we started, this is such a weird thing to say. So we were doing the the monologue the, the way that you do a monologue, yeah. which is you have a bunch of jokes and then you read them one at a time, right? And I would, if the joke didn't work or if I fucked up someone's joke, then somehow either the writers are at fault or I'm at fault. And it just, it gets frustrating for people because they sit around. These writers sit, they come to the show and they watch you and they hope that you're going to do their joke, right? And so what we decided to do was instead, and we've been doing this for the last year, I have a box, a glass box on stage that is full of monologue jokes and then I make the audience pick the joke out of the box and then I make them hold it up like a cue card and I read it off out of their hands and if if it doesn't go well I yell at them and blame them <laughs> and tell them pick a better fucking joke next time yeah, asshole yeah. and then I go to the next person and it it somehow took all the pressure off the writers took the pressure off me and made it about me attacking the people in the audience oh yeah and which it, the audience is they then love the, if it happens to be a good joke then you're like great but if it's a bad joke then you're like the audience is excited because then you get they get to see you go off the handle right yeah. and you know there's like something uh, about like involving the audience in a very specific way because my uh, Matt Walker who produces the show and is our head writer and kind of runs everything for me uh he hates it when I hand a microphone to someone in the audience and you know you hand a microphone to someone in the audience it's so dicey. It's scary. It can be. It, it, things can go sideways. Yeah, you're always supposed to have a firm grip on that mic whenever you're talking to people in the audience. You bet. You bet. And uh, and so this is a way of doing that without them actually being in control. Sure. You know. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we have a really good time. And you you did the original the first time we ever did it with Tom Green. Yeah. When Tom Green let us take over his show. And Dude. Yeah, and that was, you know what's funny is uh, that was, uh, whenever we did that, that was one of the first times that, um, as far as shows go, like productions, that I, you asked me to bring my sax on the show. Yeah. And I had been doing it for a little bit, like, on different shows, but that was, like, the first, like, thing that's probably, like, filmed, maybe, maybe, I can't remember if I was doing Kill Tony at that time yet, but I hadn't been doing it that much. Wow. So that's... You know, that's an interesting little that thing. It's really interesting. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. Well, as far as done, like in Los Angeles. I always loved like when we had we had you on the on the live show and you, you fucking you did uh some impressions and then another comedian who was an impressionist who I won't say, but another comedian that was an impressionist 
who was later on in the show, was like so mad that another impressionist was on the show. And I was like, Jeremiah, I was like, I didn't even think about it that way because you're so fucking entertaining in the way that you perform <laughs> on stage because you do you do impressions, but you do like weird character stuff and you right. do like, your impressions are like... I try to do, anytime I do an impression, for the most part, I've got a couple impressions that are just straightforward, but I try to do impressions that are inside of bits so it's almost like not telling the audience, like, I'm about to do this. Right, right. So by doing that, a lot of people don't really think of me as an impressionist because right. I try to sneak it in, kind of. You do sneak it in very well. Do you have anybody that you're working on right now? Um, <laughs> I've been doing this one to my wife uh, lately. Um, uh, Harrison Ford um, from uh, What Lies Beneath. <laughs> do you remember that movie? What? Yeah. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> Claire, I slipped Claire. I didn't mean to sleep with another woman. <laughs> I'm sorry. It won't happen again. Wow. <laughs> That's really good. That's really, really good. <laughs> I don't know where to, where to put it in the act, but I'm just like, I don't know. You want to hear one I'm working on? Heck yeah. Um, it was a quick one. It's really stupid, uh, and it's not good. There's people who do it much, much, much better than me, but it's made... Um, it's 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 made me a a, uh, a lot happier um, living in a country with a lunatic as a president. Um, so I had to do an audition to um, I had to do an audition for Donald Trump, like to do Trump for oh, really? for a TV show, and yeah. I didn't I didn't get it, but I had to come up with an impression. So I worked on it. And that you want to hear it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, hang on. I'm going to just read one of his tweets. Okay, ready? Here we mm -hmm. go. Cause like up to this point I was doing, I thought like, this is what he sounded like, <laughs> like this. And then I, like, I listened right, to right. him and I was like, no, no, that's not what he sounds like. It's like, it's really up here. It's very, this is what it is. It's more in the top of the nose in the top of the nose. Like, okay. Like here's a tweet. Here's a tweet. Ready? In the first few hours after hearing the North Korea's leader wanted to meet with me to talk denuclearization of the missile launches, I said I couldn't believe it. I can't believe it. But following morning, turns out to be fake news. Who cares? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> like that's like. I, I think we're getting a phone call right now. Oh no! It's, oh my God! It's the president of the United States. I think he's upset about your impression. Oh no! Is this Stephen Kramer Glickman? Oh my God! Oh, uh, yes, yes, it is. Were you just doing an impression of me? I, you know what, I was. I'm sorry. So I'm trying to learn an impression. I will let me hear it because I want to just hear it one more time. I want you to spit in my face, face to face, man to man, dick to dick. Uh, uh I mean, okay, I'll try my best. Uh, it's something kind of like, uh, I like a saxophone. I like to blow it. And Stick it in my Listen, mouth. Listen, I sound nothing like that, okay? I'm uh, pretty sure you do. This is kind of the way you sound. Listen, uh, you sound like Joe Pesci that uh, hocked up on cocaine. Joe Pesci, that is completely not what Joe Pesci sounds like. I actually know Joe Pesci. I'm going to call Joe Pesci. I'm going to get him on the phone right now. Hang on a second. 
Okay, here we go. I think. Okay, uh, wait. So we have no, Trump. I have Joe. I have, you have Joe Pesci on your line. I have Joe Pesci on your line. And, on I, my line. and I have the president of the United yeah. States on my line. Yeah. Who is this? Who is this? Hey. Is that my is that my good friend Joe Pesci? Hey, what the fuck is going on over here? What are you doing? Hey, we were just talking about you. Uh, this uh, impersonator was saying he was good friends with you, and everybody knows that I'm the best friends with you. Uh, we are, me and this guy, we are very good friends. We're all buddies. We're great friends. We're the best of friends. I gotta go and uh, take a shit. I'll talk to you later. Oh my God! Wow, that was that was Joe Pesci and Donald I, I Trump. I just I just I just dumped Trump. I I, I couldn't listen to oh him anymore. Oh God! Oh, dude, I almost forgot we've had we have this large pizza sitting in front of us. We've had it here for like half an hour. Uh, this segment, uh, this next segment, brings us to pizza party. Dude, I'm so excited to eat this pizza with you. I got a, a large pepperoni pizza from Joe's. Wow, that's awesome. I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah, I uh, I can't I can't eat uh, cheese. You you seriously can't eat cheese? No, I'm completely lactose intolerant. <laughs> okay, this has never happened before. Um, this concludes pizza party. I've only had it happen once before where I got banned from a club and it was uh, uh and it was my doing it was uh the Flappers comedy club mm. and I'm I'm proudly banned for life from <laughs> Flappers for life for life because they uh I was on a benefit show at Flappers we have, a, we have somebody calling in real quick oh Jesus Oh, hey. what are what what you eating for? <laughs> is this is this somebody calling from the L.A. County Jail? Yeah, dog. Hey, man, what you what are you, you said you were in for life? Wait, is this Dennis? Yes, Dennis. Hey, what's up, Dennis? Hey, man. Hey, man. Good to good to hear your voice, man. That's crazy. Hey, so what did you do for uh, to to like go to uh, to prison for life? Oh, wow. Uh, well, it wasn't. Uh, well, it wasn't exactly prison, but you know. Uh, flappers, you could consider it to be a prison uh, of 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 the mind. Okay, so you're in Flappers Jail. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Flappers Jail. <laughs> so what? <laughs> so what did you do to get in Flappers Jail, man? I feel like that's pretty hard to do. It's pretty, uh, pretty, uh, it's pretty harsh. Jeremiah, do you ever perform at Flappers? Do you ever do shows there? Uh, not recently. Okay, well, <laughs> I don't know if this is a story that. I don't want to like get you in in trouble with with. I mean, I think it's Dennis that's really curious about. It. I I could care less about your story. All right, Dennis, Dude, I'll I'm so curious, man. <laughs> oh. like, like, what is his story? Oh, I mean, Dennis. it's hard enough to uh, to like get flappers like jail for life because like <laughs> like I got like uh, I got like uh, you know like six months to a year, but then I brought ten people and then it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Dennis I I, wow, I don't Dennis. know if you guys should be torching a club like this but yeah, uh, I, I, let's just say Jeremiah Watches does not approve of this uh, Dennis is calling in. Uh, Glickman you're banned for life let's hear this uh, so what happened was is uh, this 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 comic a bunch of comics Kira Saltanovich a bunch of people they all had me booked on this Jewish benefit for Israel and it was an Israeli benefit at that Flappers. super Jewish, man. Yeah, it was very, very Jewish. Oh, that's chill, though. That's chill, homie. 
<laughs> so I said yes, you know, that I could do the show, but I sure. was like, uh, you know, uh, hold on, whatever. I, I said I'd do the show, right? Long story short, the booker calls me up. He goes, not the booker from the club, but the booker who booked this ben, this Jewish the Israeli benefit. Or whatever. Independent producer yeah. hits me up and he's like, hey, man, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but show's been canceled. And I'm like, why? He goes, well, uh, one of the owners of the club wrote me and said that he doesn't want to be associated with anything that has to do with Israel or Jews or any of this stuff. Completely. Dang, dog, that's ice cold. That's what I said. That's how I, that's what I felt. I mean, that sounds a little bit like the neighbor that's like a little like anti-Semitic, man. I know, right? It's a problem. It's a problem for me. Yeah. Like I, it's the only. It's one of the only things that like gets the hair on the back of my neck up. Like if there's like real sure. problems, I don't mind joking about Jewish stuff. But if there's, if I feel like there's real, if there's actual ill will there, actual you're like, ill will. Right. I go, you know what? I All gotta, right. I gotta cool. say something or do something. And so, um, uh, he sent me the letter that the guy had written him, and the guy from the club had said that he believes that Israel is an apartheid state and a terrorist organization oh, man and i i basically doesn't that fool know that you're a big time rush that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying thank you dennis so i t- <laughs> i took the flyer for the show and i i t- i tweeted the flyer to the anti-defamation league oh uh oh shit just got real yeah uh and uh and sarah silverman retweeted it and jeff ross retweeted it yeah of course and a whole bunch of other people and i basically was like this comedy club stands by this this is what they said wow they are uh they they hate jews and they don't like they hate israel Dude, like whatever it, it doesn't make sense that a comedy club you're a comedy club of all places do you know how you many can't. jewish comedians there yeah are? you can't do shit like that you can't, you can't do shit run, like you that. can't run a comedy club without <laughs> jews <laughs> you, you can't that's we're part of we're a very large percentage of the of the population of comedians i think we lost dennis but we have a different uh caller calling huh? I just want to say I am so proud of you, Stephen Kramer Glickman. Oh, wow. It's my uncle, uh, Morty. Morty, yes. Uh, the way you stood up for yourself at Flappers, it brought a tear to my eye. Oh, God. you're Morty, I love you. You're a great guy. I love you, SKG. Oh, you're the best, kiddo. I'll you're see you. Best. I'll see you soon. Hey, I'll say I'll hi see to you at, uh, for you, okay? All right, tell, tell everyone at Passover. I all right, love you. Bye. Bye. Um, hey man, I'm still here. I passed back in. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah hey, man, dude, I just want to say that like I ain't even a Jew or nothing, but that's for freaking hardcore gangster stuff, dog. That's that's what I do, man. That's you know I'm a hardcore uh, Jew gangster. That's dude, what people like say. That, man. People say that about me. Um, it's so weird. It's that's a, a weird, that's a bizarre situation. That's a bizarre story. Yeah, but a true story, and it 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 locked me out of the club, but. But I'm good. I mean, but like you stood up for the right reasons, you know, like it's it's kind of strange. Like I know it's an independent producer, but like if the club supports it, that's kind of a weird area to be in where you're like, why are you what are you talking about? Well, like, look, I always feel like if you don't piss somebody off at some point in I've been doing stand up for 15 years, if I'm if I didn't have some issues at some point with somebody then what the fuck are you doing yeah. you're not making any any mark of your life if you're not 
you like you have to you gotta you have to have people the, the what i always say about like my comedy i would i want people to have a visceral strong reaction to my comedy sure. i would rather them love me and hate me rather than just be like no oh, that guy's okay i right. i really i hate that response like like after a show they're like yeah that was uh that was all right i'm like oh you could have oh. i would have rather you just like punched me in the stomach than yeah. said Oh, that was all right. Like, oh, that's the worst. That's how I feel about our shows when we do nighttime show. It's like if the show... If it's not polarizing. If it's not polarizing, yeah. if people don't fucking absolutely love it or feel like they, you know, want want their money back, you know. Like, I want them to feel like they walk away from it being like, I just went to a party yep. and it was the craziest shit I've ever been to. And, you know, dude, at this month's show, no joke, the guitarist and the bassist got into a fist fight when they were trying to pack up their gear. Is Eric still? Uh, no, 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 they're they're gone. Oh, okay. After this month, they're gone. Oh, but they, but that's who it was. Eric and the and the guitarist, his own bandmate. They beat the shit out of each other behind inside the improv. Outside oh, in the good. parking lot. At least, oh, no, 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 no. At least it was in the parking lot. No, no. Yeah. Thank God. If it yeah. happened in the club, it would have been banned uh, the show. Uh, yeah, probably. it would have been a, a real mess. But yeah, they were out in the parking lot at like after the show at two in the morning and just fighting in the fucking parking lot, <laughs> and it was crazy. It was crazy. Dude, it sounds like you're involved. In like some crazy business, man. I got, dude. I got. I a didn't lot even of... know that he was. St- Dennis was still on the line. Wow, Dennis. Yeah, dog. No, I'm. I'm like still here, man. Are you still? Are Are we gonna have lunch after this, or what's the the yeah, plan? Yeah, it's you on gonna... you, homie. All right, good. And as also long you're gonna bail me out, I'm still in LA County Jail. Oh no! Yeah, this was my one phone call. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dennis. Oh, Dennis. Dennis is a good guy. Let's get into this next segment. Fanning out. I reached out to people on Instagram and Twitter and uh, if I said if they could ask Stephen Kramer Glickman any question, what would it be? Uh, we'll do a few of these real quick and then it'll bring us to our final segment of the podcast. Sounds good. At Ready TMNT on Twitter said, would you rather fight a wolf with a bear on your side or fight a bear with a wolf on your side? <sighs> I'd rather fight a wolf with a bear on my side. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Easy, right? Yeah, that's an easy question. That's a good question, It's though. It's kind of cool, though. Yeah, it, like, it puts it, it, it in it, your brain. You're well, like, oh, I, I know. Yeah. It really t- took me to um, me fighting you in a field, and I get to choose the wolf or the bear. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you want that fucking bear. <laughs> yeah, dude. Bears are scary. They're super scary. Yeah. Dude, I, dude some of the- your um, fucking face the, off. Uh, that, that one scene in- um, that Leonardo uh, DiCaprio movie. Uh, oh, uh, are you talking about um, In, Titanic? <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> yeah. You know that that scene where uh, there's that iceberg uh, floating. There's like a giant bear. Oh on no, it. I know that movie. Uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape? <laughs> That's what you're talking about. The bear. The bear was eating Gilbert Grape. Right, 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 right. Oh, yeah. I love Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. No, there's a scene uh, where he's literally getting like there's. They added great sound effects, but like you hear like the crunch that's like he's gnawing on like his skull and stuff like that. Oh yeah, it's horrible. Oh yeah. Anyway, uh, the at, aviator. 
That's what it is. There he's flying go. with a bear. He's flying, in the, he's flying in the air with a bear. When, you know what? When no, I no, use... Shutter Island. That's what it was. Oh, there we go. That's what it was. He's riding a bear on this island. He can't find anybody on the island. Dude, you know what? When this, you can't even do this joke anymore because it doesn't exist. But when video stores used to be around, oh, yeah. I used to call Blockbuster Video and I'd go, uh, hey there, uh, I'm looking for a movie with, uh, do you got a movie with um, Tom Hanks in it? And they would go, uh, yeah. And I go, it's a movie where he runs a lot. And then they go, oh, you're talking about Forrest Gump. And I go, uh, no, 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 not that one. He's in space. He's in outer space and he's running in outer space. And they're like, I don't know if he's running, but uh, yeah, Apollo, Apollo 13. 13. And I would just continue doing this till I named every single oh Tom Hanks movie. How long would he, they stay on the oh, line? No, you remember you? this. He is in outer space. He has a girlfriend. His girlfriend is a mermaid. And they're like, splash. <laughs> and I, would do this. I used to do this back in like There's like a volcano and stuff like that. Uh, back in like 2004, I would call video stores and annoy the living shit out of them. All right. I'll take, let's take more questions. Okay. Sorry for interrupting. No, all good. Uh, at Patrick Ellum 386. What was it like managing the most successful pop boy band sensation, Big Time Rush? Whoa, that's a pretty great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I you know I played their manager. I wasn't really their manager. Kids, a lot of times, still think that I'm actually their real manager. Oh, really? That's In like real a constant life. thing? And they'll send me tracks and ask me if I'll listen to the tracks to help them with their careers. Now, how often do you listen to these tracks? Pretty often. Yeah, because I'm listen. sure it's fascinating. You know what I did is, um, and I here's I have a I have a problem with like with uh, with overreaching sometimes in my own stuff. Like I'm I was in an Uber. And uh, this kid is is driving me in this Uber. He's 20 years old, um, real nice kid. And uh, he goes, he's like, I start talking to him about stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, uh, you were on Big Time Rush. Like, you the record producer. He's like, can I play you one of my songs? And I was like, yeah, sure, man. I mean, I'm like, I wasn't the actual record producer. But yeah, yeah but sure. I have ears, yeah. I'll yeah. So he plays me one of his songs. And he's a rapper. And his music He's a he's a rapper and he's fucking great. Oh, you told me about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so then I asked him if he'd come do the nighttime show at the club and we'd book him as the closing act yeah. to rap. And he was like, "Hell yes!" And he showed up at the show, and we, I got him. Uh, I even outfitted him. I got him some clothes and shit, so he would have something to wear for the show. Dude, that's and so cool. He brought his entire family. His grandparents came to come see him from um, uh, from. He was like from Inglewood, and he showed up with about fifteen people that's to come so watch cool, him. Man. It was amazing, but it's like that's you know, like dude, the other day, no joke, um, and I don't want to, you know, talk too much about this shit. But the other day, uh, a kid wrote me, and he was like, "Hey, man, I'm I want to be an actor, and I live in, you know, you know, fuckballs, Ohio," and I was like. Okay, well, what what kind of stuff do you like to do? He goes, I'll send you a video. And he sent me a video of him trying to act, right? And it, and he was very good, and he was really funny, and I and I thought he was very talented, and he was doing a lot of all these voices and stuff, and yeah. singing. And I was like, he was like maybe twenty two, and I was like, well, if you want to get into it, man, I'm sure there's like a theater or something that you could do, find a place to go do it. And he was like, I don't really know how to get started. And I was like, what town do you live in? And he told me the town. I looked up, I'm just I'm bored. I was like bored watching Antiques Roadshow, right? And I'm like, look, I look up on my phone, I find the town, I look up community theater in that town, I call the community theater, I'm like, hey, this is Steven Glickman, I live in Los Angeles, I work for Nickelodeon, 
uh, I, I found I found uh, some talent that lives in your town. Do you want to have them in for an audition? Call me back. Let me know. And they called the next day and they were like, yeah, of course. Who is it? Please let him know. And I got this kid an audition at his local community theater <laughs> out of boredom while I was watching Antiques Roadshow. Oh, my goodness. Because that's like, like I'm so you like when we were doing the Big Time Rush show, when we were doing the Nickelodeon show. I had shit to do 70 hours a week. Now I have like. I work, you know, two, three days a week. I've got a couple things that I, I do that are great to make money and to kick ass. And, you know, voiceover stuff, it's like 20 minutes. You know, it's easy. Yeah, in and out of the booth. Yeah, except, you know, like now you have all this extra time to like do other weird shit. Anyways. That's so, dude, that's so nice of you. Well. Um, this is from our buddy Lance Patrick, who we both know. Mm. Uh, can you ask Steven if he ever sold that dirt bike he had on <laughs> Craigslist? If not, I'd like to make an offer. That cocksucker. That motherfucker. <laughs> Do you know about this? No. I'm working at the comedy store. Lance Patrick was the manager or like the assistant manager at the club. Okay. You know? Do you know who he is? Yeah. You know who he is, yeah. right? So we had been talking and I told him this horrible story about how my ex-girlfriend, you know, she was a real bitch and uh, she was like the worst. And, uh, you know, I thought that she was cheating on me with this guy, John, and, you know, and blah, 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 blah. And it turned out that she wasn't. And I was like, really, I fucking hated this guy and this whole bit. And I, it was just, I went on and on and on and on and on, telling, just telling him my secrets about my life and stuff, right? This is like, you know, a million years ago. I come in the next day to work and... You know, I check my cell phone and I have something like tw- 25 missed phone calls. And I go to my email, and this is before I had an email on my phone. I go to my like AOL account. Yeah, you sign in. And, you know, <laughs> welcome to AOL. You've got mail. You've got mail. Yes. <laughs> and there's about 55 emails like that I've that I have on there. And they're and they're all about this dirt bike. You got a dirt bike, dirt bike for free. Come pick up the dirt bike. I want to give, I want, I want your free dirt bike, like one after another. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I listen to all my voicemails and it's all people going, is the dirt bike still there? Hope the dirt bike's still there. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I'm so angry. And I'm like, who would do this? And then I get an email from a guy and it goes, Hey man, uh, this is John just letting you know, this is my new email address. Uh, I did fuck your girlfriend. I fucked her 50 ways from, you know, from fucking Sunday. I'm still fucking her and fuck you. Uh, you're you piece of shit or something like this. Right. And I'm like that fucking cunt. And I <laughs> fucking lose my mind. And I call my ex-girlfriend at like nine in the morning who I hadn't spoken to in years. And I'm like, you fucking bitch. I know that you fucked him while we were together. You fucking cheated on me. And she's like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm yelling at her. You fuck. I fucking gave you. I gave you everything. And I'm yelling at her. And Lance comes running in the room. No, no, no. It's a practical joke. It's a practical joke. Oh. I made a fake no. Craigslist and I sent you the email from that fake account and I was like I have to go and like hung up on her and um, yeah that's yeah that's the story oh that's awesome yeah <laughs> sorry for using the the C word 
All ladies, good. if you're listening and you're upset, you know, but it was, I was, it was the heat of the moment. It was, it was, it Tell was. Me what my oh my God. We're getting a phone call right now. Are it's, we? it's my aunt. Hello. Is my this, aunt's calling. Yeah. Is this Steven's aunt? Hello. Uh, hi. Who, what, what's your name? Uh, this is Aunt Elaine. Steven, I'm very upset with you. You shouldn't be using a word like cunt. What's the matter with you? Wow. Aunt Elaine just went for it. I really Oh my God, Elaine! I'm so sorry. It's just rude. It's just rude to use a word like that. You, know, I thought I taught you better. Oh, we're getting another phone call. It's oh it's uh, Adam Sandler's grandma. Oh my God! Why would you do that? Why would you use that word, Stephen? I'm sorry. Who is that person? It's Who's calling? It's Mrs. Sandler. That's who it is. It's Booby. Oh, hello, it's, Booby. It's hello. Booby Sandler. Hi, Booby Sandler. How could oh. Sandler? Oh my God! Okay, this is this, a this living. Is getting, this is <laughs> Jeremiah. This really is, out of control. I Well, uh, did we lose them both at the I think same they time? Both are, yeah, well, I, I hung up on both of them. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Wow. My uh, my blood pressure is through the roof. Um, yeah. Me too. At uh, Man on Instagram. Do you have any beef with NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys? Uh, no. Um, I'm, uh, I am I love uh, NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys. Uh, I am very good friends with the Joey Fatones dude, so of the I, NSYNCs. I worked with him on the Impractical Joker screws. And Get out of here. Dude, he could not have been nicer. He's the nicest guy. He, dude, okay. I had a moment on the Impractical Joker screws where we were rehearsing with Joey uh, for the goddamn comedy jam, yeah, and we are literally we're harmonizing, and I'm playing sax on. He's he uh, he he sang the Nathaniel Ratliff uh, "Son of a Bitch" song. Wait, um, was comedy jam on the it cruise? Was on the cruise, what, dude? It was insane with Practical Jokers. Yeah. So was it uh, Josh and the yeah, whole the team? whole band? Oh my God. All of us. They booked us all to to do stand up and do the jam on. The ship from Wednesday through Sunday. As what we ship went to, was this? Uh, it was a Norwegian cruise line. Oh my god! And we went to amazing. Costa Maya, Mexico. It was a dude. It was one of the, the coolest things I've gotten to do in comedy. Did, did you take your lady with you? Uh, no, because the the two spots that we had uh, were taken by um, the people who brought their girlfriends. <laughs> so me and yeah, it what? was kind of. Uh, we said if we go back, we uh, me and the other guy who's also married his wife didn't get to go either so he and i roomed together oh they, they just claimed it first it was one of those things where they right. they they, I get it. they were ahead on the jump and and they were organized and it just worked out so it was like well yeah you got us we didn't you guys claimed it you found out that we were gonna have extra space and you got it um but you yeah got our, it. But our, our wives were like next time if that happens we're coming right like, yeah, yeah sure. sure yeah um but no, it was great. So we so we were like, and then we played the show with him, and it was just like it was just one of those, so such a surreal experience because, you know, I, I grew up with like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and, and all those bands, and I and yeah. I love boy bands and I love pop music and all that stuff. Sure, and he couldn't have been cooler and nicer whenever we rehearsed, 
And uh, he graciously took pictures with whatever fans that were on the ship that wanted him to. And he even sang. I'm sure he didn't want to, but he even sang uh, later in the weekend. Uh, somebody requested Bye 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 on karaoke, and he did the dance, and he did the whole thing. You know no what I mean? No way. Good for him. Yeah, That's he's so super cool. nice. Yeah. He's a good guy. Uh, we met through – I'm friends with Hank Basket, the, the fella – uh, Mary, who's married to Kendra Wilkinson? Do you know Kendra? Oh yeah, from the Girls Next Door. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her and I, and my girlfriend, and uh, we're all buddies. So I've gone to their house for some bar- barbecues. Barbecues. And I went to their house for this barbecue, and Joey Fatone was at the barbecue, and I was losing my mind. I was like, "Oh my god, it's fucking Joey Fatone!" Yeah, I was like, "This is so cool." And uh, and then we were getting along so great. And then he watched me have this awkward moment where uh, Lisa, Lisa, Lund- Lisa, uh, Lampanelli. No, no, no. Uh, she's a Lisa famous, Lopez? famous basketball player. Uh, Lisa, Lisa Loeb. Yes. Lisa Loeb. <laughs> no, wait, um, hang on. Uh, hang on. She's a famous basketball player. Lupita Nyong'o. Yes. Lisa <laughs> basketball player. I'm going to find out. Hang on. I'm doing this tonight. You're probably gonna start a fight. I know this can't be right. Hey, baby, come on. Wow, that sounds great. Oh, thanks. Um, I okay, do, I do a little bit of a JT impression. Here's who it is. Oh, it's more uh, like a lot of it. Lisa of Leslie. Lisa Leslie from the women's basketball team for okay. the Olympics. I I didn't know who she was, and we're at this party, and she's very tall, and she walks by, and I go, I go, hey, and she goes, hi, and this is in front of Joey Fatone. This mm-hmm. is how I made my first impression on Fatone. Yeah. I go, you, you, I know you, you are the you are the you play you oh you're uh, that guy you 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 are the basketball you do ba- with the basketball you're the ba- basketball you do the basketball thing you're the basketball player you, you play you play basketball and she goes and that's verbatim what i said and she goes like this uh you mean i'm on the women's basketball team for the olympics and i go i go right <laughs> yeah that's exactly <laughs> and, what she, and she goes like this Oh, God damn it. It just walks away from me and didn't speak to me for the rest of the time. Wow, and the tone was like smooth, click, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Very That's smooth. That's so funny. So he's a good guy. Very she, nice she guy. Was straight up like, I know that I can't <laughs> take no more. It ain't no lie. I want to see you out that door, baby. Bye, bye, bye. And then bye, she, bye. Said, she said bye bye. Someone's over here, bye here. You know too many of those lyrics. I know all of them. Do you know all of them? Yeah. Have you ever performed? At like the Backstreet, like a Backstreet Boys song, we've done. Um, Who did uh, I see do we, that? We, well, we've done a jam where um, we did Backstreet Boys with Lisa Traeger in uh, in Tulsa, and uh, and I covered some of the. Uh, Tell me why ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why I never wanna hear you say. I want it that way. Now I can see that we're falling apart from the way that it used to be. Yeah. Oh my God. No matter the distance, I want you to know that deep down inside of me. And then uh, you are. This is too good. My fire, your one. Totally blown away. Desire, you are, you are, 
I'm that's, un- that's unbelievably uh, impressive. I'm, I'm sweating right you're now, and I'm singing, super bashful. You're singing like harmonies. You're you like know one person's whole line of that song. I know. Well, they all sound very different. If you listen closely, they all sound very different. That was insane. <laughs> Does has Joey heard you do that? No. Oh uh-uh. uh, well, he has to. We have to make <laughs> that happen. That's amazing. That's amazing, dude. That was very impressive. Oh, thanks. You should be on Broadway. Oh, well, For I don't know. God's Maybe sake. Maybe I could be a Prince Valiant or something. <laughs> oh, you could be all sorts of things. Oh, You're Steven. very talented. Uh, last question, then we'll do uh, the final segment. What's the project you worked on or wrote for that you had the most fun on and why? At Not Even Jeff on Instagram. <sighs> do you have a favorite project that you've worked on? Or it could be a um, little gig. It could be a short amount of time. Like you're treated the best. You, uh, it was just like a fun memory. I spent uh, three years uh, with Mike Black. You know Mike Black? Yeah, of course. Great, great comic. He's the announcer for the nighttime show. And yeah. A dear friend. Uh, Mike Black and John Schnepp, who created... He, he, John Schnepp directed Metalocalypse mm-hmm. um, on Adult Swim. The three of us spent three years at the Jim Henson Company with a TV show that we had all three of us had created together writing the show and then trying to get the show sold and the show didn't sell, but it was incredibly fun. We had a a big table read with all sorts of big talent and stuff. And, uh, we had two table reads. The first table read was Dana Snyder from Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Steve Byrne, Brent Weinbach, Eric Charles Nielsen, Adrian Curry and uh, a couple other people, and that was a serious, this was a serious, uh, serious time. And Melissa Villasenor before she got SNL. Wow, it was just all of us sitting around and reading through the script. It was fucking amazing. And then we did a second table read where it was all Henson puppeteers reading, and Mark Ellis and and uh, Steve Simone were reading That's as the so, leads. So, so many. So many good people. There's so on that many project. funny people yeah. in the, in a project like that, and it's it's it, it just it was a very very expensive show, and that uh, made it hard to do. So yeah. uh, we'll at some point we'll be able to revive it and 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 make it at some point. Yeah, but um, we wanted to do like an Adult Swim show, and Jim Henson Company wanted to do uh, Game of Thrones. Like they wanted to, I do, feel you. They wanted to do 1.2 million an episode, and we wanted to do. One two one point two million a season. Yeah. So you know what I mean. Very like, different visions. It's different visions, but uh, but you got to work super... with a lot of cool people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I wrote a series for Comedy Central that we got to make a pilot for way back. Uh, that was maybe about uh, seven. Oh, it was like five years ago, six, seven, six years ago. And that was uh, that cast was Ryan Stout, Josh Sussman. Um, Jen Murphy was in that. Eric Charles Nielsen again, and and me, and then a bunch of little children, and that was super fun. But yeah, like I mean, I'm 
I I have a series that I'm trying to sell right now that I'm trying to make happen uh, all about my childhood and it's very personal and it's all about me being a, a little fat 13 year old in a surfer town where like no one likes me and I'm not well like I'm 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 at like a school it's about me at 13 in 1992 trying to like fit in and make friends and no one being down for it and it's like I bet it's super relatable it's to a really lot relatable. of kids it's very nostalgia nostalgia heavy and I'm uh, all about that yeah and, and what was neat about it uh which has been an interesting process writing wise is uh I got to uh I was trying to fill out the junior high school because it takes place in junior high. So I was trying to fill it out with with real stuff and like thicken the world around me so it didn't just feel like any other any other thing. You yeah. Know? And so what I did, uh, which was uh, a little emotionally abusive to myself, but it was great, is uh, I found an old yearbook from that year uh, and I hunted down... 27 people I went to junior high school with That's that I haven't spoken to in 28 years. So cool. And I, I got them all on the phone and they all, every single one of them had stories about me and about themselves and about what a horrible experience it was for them being in seventh and eighth grade and, and how awful the school was for their own personal reasons. And, uh, and I wrote all those stories down yeah. and then that put, gold. put a ton of them into the pilot. So the pilot feels very like real and, and raw and, and raw. And when you, when people read it, they're like, Oh, this happened. This happened. This yeah. is re- this is real, and, or at least and super relatable to, to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it got me signed as a as a writer at an agency. Yeah, hey, congrats! At, um, That's amazing. So yeah, I got signed at at Abrams because of that, which Heck is a yeah. huge deal. Yeah, for my life. So yeah, man. I mean, I love doing that kind of stuff, and I hopefully I'll get I'll get to have a series on the air at some point, or get to write on a series. You know. We'll see. We'll see, Jeremiah. Oh, it's gonna happen. The future is I believe a mystery. It's, happen. it's a mystery, Jeremiah. This brings us to our final segment. Okay. Sax talk. Oh. Sax talk. All right, Steven. This is Sax Talk. I'm gonna play some sweet, sweet saxophone underneath you as you tell any story of any sexual encounter that you'd like to share with this audience. And we will begin whenever you're ready. I've been with my uh, girlfriend for over six years. We uh, we love each other a great deal. She's a beautiful woman. When we met, she uh, she fin- after uh, after many years, I finally got her to take her pants off. when I finally got to see what was underneath. It was, uh, it was shaved, baby. It made me feel good. I was very excited about the shaved situation that was happening there. And after about, uh, five years of being together... She decided to stop shaving and start waxing. 
I had never been with a lady with a waxed vagine before. And I thought, this is, this is going to be good. But then, it takes a different amount of time with the waxed vagina in comparison to the shaved vagina. You gotta let it grow out if you're gonna wax. So thus, I had to get used to the hairy pussy. And she said to me one day, uh, she said, I'm gonna wax tonight. And I said, oh, thank God. And she went, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought you didn't have a problem with the whole hairy pussy thing before the waxing. And I said, no, 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 no. I love the pussy every way I can get it. But, honey, here's the thing. When we got together, it's like you gave me an ice cream cone, vanilla ice cream cone. And every day I eat that vanilla ice cream and I love it. I don't think about pralines, pecan pralines. I don't think about Rocky Road. I don't think about mint chocolate chip. And then just imagine one day you hand me that vanilla ice cream. And it's covered in hair. I must still eat that hairy ice cream. And she said, get the fuck out of bed right now. So, yeah, that's the story about the the hairy pussy. Ooh. The long hairy tail of the hairy pussy. That is... That's a, I've never, I haven't, I haven't been telling that one. So there you go. There, that's ooh, a new one. We got a freshie. You got a fresh one. A fresh one on the podcast. Yeah. Dude, that was great. Ice cream covered in hair. <laughs> mm, mm. My favorite. I, that's Delicious. actually, that, that's actually what I order at the, uh, <laughs> hi, could I get a fudgicle with uh, some hair on it, please? Yes. Yes. I, it is the truth. You will, you're going to eat that pussy no matter what. <laughs> you know, you're going to do what you got to do to make you it happen. Do, man. You got to do what you got to do, baby. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you, have any, do you have anything uh, that you want to plug? Uh, go see the nighttime show, definitely yeah, at the Improv. Yeah, go see the nighttime show at the Hollywood Improv. It's once a month. Uh, next one is April 21st. And it's uh, that show is going to be uh, different than most shows because it's the 100th episode oh, of the congrats. nighttime show podcast live. Dude, that's so cool. With a bunch of celebrity guests. So Ooh. that'll be a big, fun, weird night. That'll be great. Um, but yeah, and then the nighttime show podcast airs every week. Weird, uh, all sorts it's a weird guest you can check out that's on iTunes and iHeartRadio things like that um, but honestly 
You can get me at Stephen Glickman, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Glickman, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, and also, that's my gamer tag on Xbox. So if you play Xbox Live, fucking get in there. Guys, reach out to Steven. Hit me up on Grand Theft Auto and blow me up once or twice. And tell him how much you loved him on Jeremiah Wonders. There we go. Love you, buddy. Thanks for Love doing the pod. Thank you. Thank you.